0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 21st, 2019. All right, strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Golden age. Relentless. Relentless. Avoid mediocrity, people. Yeah, it's the Beyond Bitcoin show. Strive for greatness. You're here to hear. You're here to hear. Subject matters that go way beyond cryptocurrency. Yeah, so don't be shocked. If you want Bitcoin, if you want cryptocurrency, I do a new show every, every single day. Check it out disruptmeister.com. Friday's show uh, was great. With uh, It was the, the this week in Bitcoin. Awesome. Anders was on and Phil and Juan Galt. So check that out in the archives. Follow me on Twitter at techball, TechBalt. Hello, my elite friends. If you've got beyond Bitcoin type of questions, you can put them in there. I'll try to get to your questions. You can do a super chat. Remember, type in Bitcoin Meister. Type in Bitcoin Meister, else I don't see it, or do a super chat. I'm going to get through everything. This might take a little long today because next week, the Bitcoin Rabbi is going to be our special Hanukkah guest on the Beyond Bitcoin show that is next week. So this is... Uh, I want to get out to uh, all the dirty topics now because, you know, he's a rabbi. I want everything to be clean when he's here. All right. Pound that like button, people. So uh, Roman Q says, sound money, sound family, fiat money, fiat family. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> all right, dude. So um, they had that impeachment thing this week, apparently. It was a lot, lot of noise. And a, a tweet, my favorite impeachment tweet was, was the following one. I talked about this on an earl, a show from the, the regular Bitcoin shows, but it's, it's time to go beyond Bitcoin with this. Vice President is trending on Twitter, and it's a bunch of people who seem to think Mike Pence takes over at midnight, and he's way worse, so they will just impeach him too. So yeah, the voting class IQ in America, I've discussed this before, they, they don't think very much. They don't really know very much. Uh, they're, they're only now figuring out who the vice president is, and a lot of them, maybe most of them, think that what what they don't know what impeachment means. They think, oh, president gets impeached, the, the next guy takes over. Or some of them probably think, uh, well, the, the loser of the last election takes over. So Trump gets impeached, Clinton president. So then they, they found out that wasn't true, that Mike Pence is going to be is the vice president. He's next in line. And then they still think, well, impeachment means president. No, that's not what it means. But uh, many how many people in the USA believe impeachment means the president gets kicked out of office right away? How many people believe that? Quite a few. So, that, I mean, that's what voting is about. If you, wanna, if you worry about voting, then that's who you're dealing with, people who don't even understand the, the system they're participating in at all. So uh, control your own destiny is, is what I say here. Get into the Bitcoin overlay. Now, smart people, smart people out there, they know that voting is something you don't want to die for, okay? There, there were people in the 60s that died for people's voting rights. Uh, it, it's not it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, that, that's who you're dealing with. When you're, when you're dealing with voting, those are your fellow voters right there. And you're putting uh, the people you put in the office, you're saying they – you know, I'm willing to give up my life for for the the right to vote, that means you're saying these people control my life. Uh, You're you're giving away power to them, which is really unfortunate that we've become a country. uh, I think the majority of people think voting is this sacred right. It isn't. It's not. It it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world not to have to vote. And I will give you an example. Uh, The people who moved to Puerto Rico, Schiff, Peter Schiff, Yaron Brook, uh, all sorts of Bitcoiners, they moved to Puerto Rico uh, to, to save on taxes, which is gaining them more freedom. When, when you're not a tax slave, as much of a tax slave as, as a normal dude, you're gaining freedom. But if you become a citizen of Puerto Rico, guess what? You lose your, your right to vote for president. That's it. <laughs> you don't vote for a congressman either, a, a real congressman. So your, your federal say you've given it up. So what? So What? You've gotten real freedom, financial freedom. So think about that. Think, think, think about that. Uh, Peter Schiff, uh, Yaron Brook, the Bitcoiners that move over to Puerto Rico, and then all these people that make such a big deal out of these elections and voting. Oh, it's a, it's a right I will die for. Who cares? And it, it's sad. It's sad that people uh, really uh, blew it out of proportion. Okay. So it, you again, you control your own destiny. And we're, we're going to talk about that specifically. The personal responsibility is a new counterculture in a second, because, again, mainstream society is uh, I'll vote away my problems. This guy, Trump will solve it. Clinton will solve it. Whoever will solve it. No, you solve your own problems. But by, by the way, when you vote these people into office, you're solving their problems. You're solving their problems. They're, you think they're going to solve your problem. You're solving their problem. They get paid. They don't have to. You know, they, they, Their ego gets boosted. It's sickening. So let's talk about a guy who talks about these elections a lot. And that's Scott Adams. And you, you can gain some valuable insight from some of the things he has to say. A lot of things uh, he has no idea what he's talking about, clearly. But uh, he talks a lot. So And he talks really slow. So you play, play him at 2X. That, that's a guy you definitely got to play at 2X. Anyway, he's talking about John McAfee. He's like, I've got to get John McAfee on my show. Wouldn't that just be the most interesting guest He's running for president, you know, and he, he he's not allowed in the USA, and they can't track him down because he doesn't have a cell phone. They can't track him down because they don't care about him. He's worthless. Who cares? The United States could track him down. He he, he makes videos apparently saying, oh, oh, he's on the run from the USA, and he's, he's not allowed in the USA, but he's a maniac. The USA doesn't care, but what's he done? Maybe he hasn't paid tax. I don't know what he's done. He's not a priority. <laughs> trust me a lunatic like that isn't a priority and scott adams thinking that getting john mcafee on his show is a good thing i mean is is i mean scott adams is in the clickbait a little bit i mean he's in the persuasion he wants to get the 80 percenters to you know be hypnotized by him so maybe he thinks as a tone vase interviewed john mcafee okay and you can ask tone about this I've, I've spoken to tone about this and i said this was back in the a lot of you don't remember this but in in the times of the. uh scaling debate at the very beginning john mcafee was associated loosely associated with king of the trolls and with uh what's his face also uh uh, rocket man woo they they, he was part of their thing like there were all these rumors that mcafee was gonna uh, buy up mines and all this stuff that was total nonsense that we even believed it then was well we didn't know enough about mcafee then tone bays around that time did an interview with mcafee and i said dude you got to put that up there man You've got to put that up because at the time i thought he was he was somewhat legitimate i knew he, he had he has done some bad things in his life and half his brain is gone from doing drugs and stuff i didn't know he was totally whacked like i know now and tone tells me he's like adam this interview it made no sense i'm not going to publish it at all and so look, just to put it in perspective tone Bays is sitting on an interview with john mccarthy and it's totally worthless it's totally insane and you've got a guy with like scott adams who's internationally known more so than tone bays i mean i think anyone would be willing to admit that i i like tone bays a lot more than i like scott adams uh but but that, that, that's not what we're talking about here we're not talking about who's a better person who do i know whatever we're talking about so scott adams is naive he's naive about john mcafee totally totally i mean when you got a guy like tone bays who's who's got this supposedly great interview with a maniac he won't even put it up there <laughs> and, and because it makes no sense because john mcafee makes no sense and so you, again scott adams he, he he talks about you know not talking about things that you're not an expert in. Well, let me tell you something. Scott Adams is no expert in John McAfee. Pound that like button because woo. And if and, and some and some of you out there still believe some of the weird stuff that McAfee tweets out there, it's nonsense. It's it's worse than um, fake Toshi. A lot of it's worse than fake Toshi. It's on the same type of level. They're the same type of people. They, they want attention. Um, but I would think fake Toshi is more of a sociopath psychopath and um John McAfee might be schizophrenic at this point I, I don't know he might just might not make any sense anymore all right so but hey you <laughs> put those dudes on pedestals think they're great um I give tone vase a lot of credit for not even putting that nonsense out there uh now uh what do we have have here oh yeah Sheila Dixon in Baltimore let's go to Baltimore real quick that's where I'm from originally i'm in tucson arizona right now um i'll be in el paso after that um and then i'll be in los angeles uh for quite a bit uh the the the, until april the 6th so i'll be in la from uh what february uh, 11th till february 11th till april the 6th and but i'm also stopping in san francisco for that big uh, bitcoin event we'll talk about my schedule more later but it's it's all set now until uh until passover definitely so three cities tucson el paso los angeles and a little stop in San Francisco, so forth. Now, so Sheila Dixon uh, is, is in Baltimore. She was mayor of Baltimore. She got kicked out. No, not Catherine Pugh kicked out. Yeah, so this is how it goes. Sheila Dixon got kicked out for doing something corrupt. Um, she, she had to leave office. Then uh, Stephanie Rollins-Blake became uh, mayor, and she resigned because there was a riot, and it was just, you know, she had to. And then Pugh became mayor, and she resigned, but she was a criminal. So you three in a row resigned. It's real nice. And now uh, this guy, Jack Young, is the mayor. He's he's got his own issues. Uh, But Sheila Dixon is running for mayor again. The woman, it's like Marion Barry. When he ran for mayor, he got kicked out of of being mayor for for Washington, D.C. He ran for mayor, and he became mayor again, even though he had drug issues. So Sheila Dixon doesn't have drug issues. She's actually... uh, quite healthy she she does uh, exercises and stuff other than that uh, she's got not many other good positive no no other positive points i really can think of besides being a trim and healthy woman uh and she's she's not young but she stays in shape uh she's running for mayor and she's saying uh, you know basically she's telling the people she didn't win last time because she ran against a cheater uh, uh, Catherine Pugh. so that actually probably will work she'll probably become mayor again and as i said and People think they think they, who they elect mayor Baltimore is going to solve their problems in Baltimore. And, and you know, all these mayors that I've talked about, it's just gotten worse and worse under each one because they can't fix the individuals. They're just fixing themselves. I mean, and, and they've shown to the world that they're fixing themselves. They do corrupt things. They get kicked out. and they come back again. They're lying to your face. They're saying they're going to help you when they clearly demonstrate they've helped themselves. They get kicked out. They come back again. Uh, it's a roller coaster of corruption, and the people in Baltimore keep thinking this is going to solve their problems. The people of Baltimore gotta gotta, gotta stop relying on these people, and they're just the ultimate examples of like blind pedestaling of these uh of these supposed leaders. That if she will become mayor again, it is just the ultimate example. Uh and it's just uh there's not really go-getter mindset in Baltimore, not very proactive there at all. When you think you can uh, uh arrest uh, when you think you can Uh, elect someone who's already been kicked out of office for being corrupt to solve your problems. It it doesn't seem like it makes much sense there, but she'll solve her own problems. She'll get a nice salary again. She's probably got a couple pensions already from other government jobs from her other. I mean, I don't even, they can juggle so many pensions. It's unbelievable. The corruption. Hey, but this is a, this is the political world and the people keep, uh, they keep supporting the same old people because they think that uh, good luck. Good luck to Baltimore. So what, so so what did I do? So what, so people said, well, (laughs) Well, Adam, you're just complaining. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't just complain. No, no, no. I sold my houses. I left and I became very wealthy and traveled around the world. I, I, I was uh, in motion. <laughs> so again, people, I would say people, instead of uh, what you should do, if you can get out, get the heck out of there. Get the heck out. It's, the, it's not a very productive environment at all. Or create some, some uh, private productivity somehow where you just don't have to depend on all these sociopathic leaders. Sorry. There's no, there's no shame in leaving. I, there was a time when I thought, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make this place better myself. I gotta, I gotta do it myself. No, it's not, no, you make yourself better. If you, I, I tried pretty hard for 10 years there on Linden Avenue, uh, trying to make Baltimore better. It, it failed. It did. I mean, it didn't make Baltimore better, made my block better, but who can I mean, what, what's the point? Um, in, in the, in the long run, I, I, did at least get a valuable asset in, in the house and, uh, which, which, which was turned into Bitcoin basically, uh, which is glorious, uh, but no, you, you gotta you gotta help yourself, Baltimoreans. And those people, if you if you think they're gonna help you, I mean, you, you haven't learned yet. I mean, and, and how you haven't learned yet is beyond my uh, understanding. So yeah, personal responsibility is the new counterculture because leftists like Sheila Dixon, they want to take care of you, and guess what? Uh, Tucker Carlson, he, he's a rightist. He wants to take care of you, too. He thinks the government should solve all your problems. The government should provide a situation where you don't have to move out of your hometown if your hometown is just totally falling apart. You know, Americans shouldn't be in motion. They should just stick around in their in whatever city they're in, be it a, a, a city like Baltimore, a, a, an urban uh, catastrophe, or one of these little teeny cities in the middle of Nebraska that, that falls Sydney, like Sydney, Nebraska, which is falling apart now, apparently. Um, that you should stick around there because the government is in the government has to solve it the government you are entitled to stay in your city because the government is going to fix your city no you can't you can't wait around for the government to solve your problems you got to leave your you got to leave you got to be on the move lech lecha, lech lecha, leave your father's house that was the power shot uh in in the in the in the torah a few weeks ago Lechlacha abraham left his father's house his, his father's house was a, is a city of idol worshipers he got the heck out of the idol worshiping land can't blame him <laughs> now we're in a society of idol worshipers the idols are people like trump and clinton it's it's, it's disgusting and they think these these idols are going to solve their problems and just like in the bible you're just talking to a piece of wood it's not solving anything for you dude pound that like button you 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 got to get a move on yourself and so when people say are you on the right are you on the left because it all boils down to the same thing now in America. They, they, the, the right shouldn't be trying to solve your problems. They should be trying to create an environment where people can be independently successful, where the government is out of the way. But many rightists today, many Republicans, uh, including Trump, they, they want to create social programs that are going to solve your problems. You solve your own problems. The party that you're part of is the 20 percenter in motion. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Because truly – that is, think about what that statement is. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. The majority, the mainstream culture thinks other people, you don't have responsibility. Other people are responsible for you and they're going to take care of you. Be a counterculture. Everyone always wanted to be in the counterculture, but now it takes cojones to be in the counterculture. Because you have to take care of yourself, which most people do not want to do. All right, let's see if there are any questions over there. We got some guys over there. Hey, how are you guys doing? All right. Ethereum, people are talking about 144. 144 days left until the halving. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But again, the the day of the halving, we have a big party in Israel. It's going to be awesome. But you don't really see the main results until a few months afterwards. Now, there is a lead up to it. We'll start that halving hype soon. Okay. So here is an interesting idea. They got some media coverage on Drudge. But unfortunately, the GoFundMe page wanted to raise $50,000. They've raised $820. Um, The guy wants a 350-acre city for 150,000 homeless people. CitizensAgain.com. I link to it below. Uh, Citizens Again build a city for chronic homeless. Uh, and he, the guy has given up his job apparently, and that's why he needs this GoFundMe right now. I give him credit. You know, he, he's trying to create a city of homeless people. It'll get all the homeless people, and it's going to be—I guess it'll be in California. The guy is based in California. Get some of these homeless people into a place uh, where they can be homeless uh, and safe and get them away from the productive people. And and and, and it's, it's and it'll be a productive city. Maybe people will be able to make money off of it, and it'll it'd be great. But uh, unfortunately, he's relying on donations, and he hasn't gotten a lot of donations. But they, they mentioned it on Drudge. I'm mentioning it again. I would love for there to be some a new city. People can fund it privately. Anyway, it's going to cost uh, – Billions here, apparently. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but but quite a lot of money. Uh, but but good. A, a city of homeless, 150,000 homeless people, and that will take care of a, a big part of the homeless problem. Now, are they going to be willing to move? Who knows. Some will, some won't. But some of them just like living out on the street. You know, give them a, give them a place to live out on the street. But then in the buildings, uh, there'll be people helping them and stuff. I like it. Go for it. Golden age, baby. We're <laughs> 2020 start pretty soon, man. What is it? Uh, Ten days away. Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, I ate goat. I ate goat for the first time. I believe it was the first time I ever ate. Maybe I, who knows? Um, but the only time I came around, so I looked up goat because it tastes pretty good, kind of like sheep, but you could tell there's not as enough, uh, like a lamb. Uh, you could tell there's not as much fat on it. Okay. And it, it, and it's lighter than cow, too. It is, it doesn't, it's not as, it's its, its own. It's good. <laughs> that's, that's all I can describe: is lighter than cow, not as greasy as sheep, and people say it's sustainable. But Americans just and, and most of the world, goat is quite popular. It's quite popular in the developing world; loves it apparently, and it's sustainable, and it's not the you don't make. They're not these giant goat factories that like put a lot of hormones into the goat, like with the apparently with the cows and the sheep and the chickens. Uh, You just have little herds of goats. So, um, but Americans are really, they just like what they like. They want their burgers. They want their chicken. And then I guess they want their turkey sometimes. They want their sheep. They like their pig, but that's it. Then there's the cutout and the fish, but then that's it. That's it. I love duck. They don't like duck too much, but they really don't like goat. I mean, America is really anti-goat. And I'm telling you, America, someone should start a goat business. Start promoting it. Goat Council of America. I don't know. Good for the environment, apparently, for all you people that care about the environment so much. Now, and you, So you don't have to be a vegetarian. You can get some goat. I, I liked it. Tasted good. Good for the goat. Good for all you people in Africa that eat the goats. Very good. Uh, the New York Times had an article about people with their smartphones and how you can be basically your apps are tracking you and they know exactly who you are where you're going at all times, blah, 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 blah. And the market ticker, Carl Janager has been writing about this for years. I linked to his article, which is just laughing at the New York Times article. Scott Adams said it was a shocking article. It's not a shocking article at all. And guess what, dudes? I don't have a smartphone, <laughs> so I'm not tracked. But that's another thing. People are addicted to their smartphones. They gotta be you know, on call for the boss, whether the boss be their kids, their wife, their real boss, whoever. Their app is their boss. Who knows who their boss is? So, yeah, you don't know where Adam is because I don't, I don't have my uh, – I don't have a cell phone. I do not have a cell phone at all. Smartphone, of course. I'm not paying $500 for one. Why do I need it? I gotta, I, I'm got i all into the tech stuff. can do it all on my laptop, man. I don't need people tracking me down all the time. I don't need companies knowing where I am all the time. It's good. So I guess I could say I'm John McAfee, right? Like he says he can't be tracked, so I guess I can't be either. But I'm not going to say something ludicrous like that because I don't <laughs> – no, the, the, I, no, I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a smartphone because I don't need a smartphone. And think about it though, uh, you you are definitely being tracked by these people. Oh look, who's in the house? Shane Ulrich is in the house. Pound that like button, Shane. Good to see you. Yeah, that's a dude I know in person. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well look, we got Vention's in the house. All sorts of people are in the house. Bus bus stop hype. Yeah, I got pretty wet. Bus stop hype. Yeah, that that one time in Adelaide, I was hyped up at the bus stop outside. That was a good show. Check it out, disruptmeister.com. It's in the archives. You better believe I did an outside show at a a bus stop because the internet inside of my Airbnb wasn't working very well for some reason. But the internet outside was free internet, Adelaide, Australia. Check it out. Other side of the world for most of you. Now, uh, all right. So life changes. uh, What is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yaron Brook. I hadn't watched Yaron Brook since I was in Australia. It was weird. The entire time I was in Baltimore, I had never, t- I didn't have time to I go through all my videos I need to watch or listen to. I never could get to my Yaron Brook videos. It was very strange. Like, it, there was just extra things to do when I was in Baltimore. I guess family stuff, just real life stuff was taking on. I, I could not, I couldn't listen to the dude for a month until now, until this very or yesterday, whatever. Anyway, I, I started catching up with some of his. Videos and I love it. I, again, I missed his videos. I realized it. He talks about it. it life changes a lot uh, as society becomes more modern. People's lives get disrupted, and some people long for the past, and the past isn't coming back. And but they have to find someone to blame when they should be embracing the technological glories to how things are more comfortable now. But throughout history, one of the things they like to do is blame the Jews. So uh, Yaron Brook has a great uh, video, scapegoating the Jews. Uh, Yaron, Karl Marx, uh, Karl Marx, who was Jewish, he blamed the Jews for everything, or he was born Jewish. Uh, The the Financial blame. uh, And this video will make you think before you go blaming people for your problems, Okay. If you, if you really pay attention to this video, it'll just like, even though you might be doing scapegoating innocently, it'll get you more into that personal responsibility mode because you can see where scapegoating leads. It just leads to blaming a, a group of people for your problems, making up complete conspiracies and lies. Uh, and, and he actually talks about some of the banking. Uh, like, like some of the reason Jews get, uh, Jews are everywhere. They had these banking connections throughout the, that's unfair. They, the Rothschild had a, Okay, had a bank in England, and a bank here, and a bank there, and they—they're beyond countries. These Jews—they have no allegiance. They're—they're they're the problems. Look, these no allegiance people that look like us, but we can't tell that they're Jews because they're so secular now. Oh, they're the fu- That's their fault that things are changing, and I—I don't, I don't have a farm anymore. I have to live in the city. Is because the Jews modernized. It. I mean, watch the video. It's—it's it's a good video, um, and it shows you why. Uh, Jews get picked on a lot. I mean, I, I just gave some of the because they are mysterious to some people and uh, they are in different countries. Uh, and then when they get their own country, people they, at the same time, people say, oh, no, that's that's not fair either. They shouldn't get their own country. They should live in every country. They, they were doing fine in Europe. You know, what happened in uh, the 1940s, that was great. <laughs> All right. So yeah, check out Yaron Brook. is pretty good. And Yaron Brook was, is, was born Jewish and he like celebrates Christmas now, which is of course a disgrace. But he's still he's willing to see that uh, he talks about the this scapegoating aspect, and uh, I, I guess as a Jewish person, I uh, I definitely don't like to see when scapegoating happens. What I, what I see in the Bitcoin world is people are like, we got to you know we got to destroy the bankers, the bankers are our problems. No, you're your own problem. We don't we don't you don't need to worry about the bankers. You fix yourself. You got Bitcoin now. And then, I mean, you know, people start talking about the bankers, and the finance, and it all dev- Eventually, if you start going down a fake rabbit hole, who do you blame? Who do you blame? You blame the Jews. So, uh, no, I, 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 lots of scapegoating uh, will uh, lead to the Jews eventually, if you, if you go crazy enough. So that, Yaron Brook, I like that video. Yaron, uh, I don't know why you're celebrating Christmas, whatever. Hanukkah is awesome. But, you know, do your own thing, man. That's that's your thing. Uh, all right, pound that like button. Now, uh, these there are a lot of... Uh, radical liberals out there they they talk about the uh, the environment uh, retrofitting all these government buildings blah 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 that will uh you know save uh save the environment use less energy gr- burn less greenhouse you know, all, all the catchphrases okay how about this why don't just knock down the government buildings that would save a lot of energy that would be green knock down all the bu- government buildings and just build parks and that that would help. Trees, building, planting trees helps a lot. So people could telecommute. We live in. If you really need all these government, they could just work from home if they're so productive. Well, why not do that? That's never. Of course, they don't want to do that because they did. This is about creating more and more uh, government jobs. <laughs> How could you get rid of? Government? They they think these things. They need more government buildings. It's really. They got to give their friends projects retrofitting projects for the government building no just die. give your your contractor friend one contract it's to demolish all the government buildings and then build a uh, build a park instead and the people can just uh work from home you, they, they on their personal everyone gets issued a government computer and they got to follow some rules with the government you know they can't look at porn and they can't do nonsense on it they got they got to do their supposed jobs and yeah, they work and they report to their uh their administrator over the internet. We don't need physical offices for governments anymore. But no, they, they, they're not really green. They don't, they don't really care about that stuff. All right. I, I, for me, of course, my radical solution is you knock down all the garden bill. You just don't have government anymore. You don't really need these governments or, you know, I mean 90% of the government bureaucracy. You don't need At least at the, at the very, at the very least. All right. All right. Uh, here. So this is a, a question That was emailed to me because he's smart. He can read the notes section below below where my email address is. Most people say, hey, your email isn't there, Adam. All right. I would appreciate your opinion on a future video regarding, regarding your thoughts of a private versus public education in USA and your experience. All right. So. Adam Meister and his siblings only went to private school. Oh, my parents wanted only the best for us. Now, they only went to public school. uh, But public schools changed between their time and my time. Public schools now between my time and my uh, siblings' children's time have also changed for the worse, even more. First thing that comes to my mind about public schools in America is the danger, the, the, the sheer danger for boys, especially getting into fights. I don't care if you're in the nicest of, of, of uh, public schools. Okay. You're going to get into fights. Boys are going to get into more fights than they are in private schools. Uh, public schools, they put a lot of challenged kids. Um, they may be mentally challenged, um, due to to, to, to abuse at home. Um, they, they may have, uh, what is it? Asperger's and uh, what's the other one called? They, they may have serious learning problems where they're going to interfere with the learning environment and this causes conflict. And, and then the, the, the more date, you know, the, the poorer the area, the worse the public school is going to be. So you can be in a rich area. You think, Oh, I'm paying so much in taxes to my uh, suburban Philadelphia school district. Ha ha ha. But no, you're, you're still going to run. Your kids are going to run the problems there. They can get in fights and, this is the thing if parents parents that don't care about their kids they're never going to send them to private school okay never never that there's there's your uh line of demarcation there okay all if you're going to a private school all the kids there their parents care about them in some way or another but the public school You're going to get a lot of kids that are just were created out of, they were mistakes. The parents don't care. They're collecting welfare on them. They they, they got some scam based on their kid. They let their kid eat lead poisoning. These people are horrible. So you're putting your kids with those kids. Okay. (laughs) That is scary where they have been abused. Some of these kids have been abused in the worst. I can't say the word the way they've been abused by their parents. Would you want your kids to be with kids that have been abused in that way? And that they, and then those kids may, do that to your kid. They may, uh, I can't use the language here. It's, it's a horrible thing. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah type of stuff. You know, what was done in Sodom, uh, the, 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 that type of thing. A uh, man on man uh, without the, the will of the other man. And it, it'd be hard. Would you want your boy? That happened to your boy? That happens. I mean, that, that happen. When a kid has been abused in that way, he's going to take it out, He's going to take it out on someone weaker. It's what happens in jail. These are just jails. The public schools have become just jails now. They don't have, they don't have shop class anymore. It's, it, 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 they don't train people for other skills. Not everybody in public school can become a college person, but they, they, they're all trying to t- train them that way, but they have to dumb it down so much. And then your kid might be college ready, but they, they dumb down half the curriculum. No one, there's distractions in the class. And again, it's the violence. It's the violence that sticks out in my mind right away. These places are, are violent, violent places where, where the worst, where things can happen to you that happen to you in jail. I mean, that is scary stuff. So if I had kids, if I had kids, I would send them to a Jewish private school. I would send them to a Jewish school. I wouldn't send them to, uh, and so that's an option. You know, if you're Catholic, you send them to a Catholic school or whatever. And, and just to, for a little example here, um, the, the Jewish community center in, in Baltimore, uh, in Owings Mills has a uh, school, a nursery school and a kindergarten. And some of the Baltimore Ravens, the, the black Baltimore Ravens would send their children to the kindergarten at the jewish community center in owens mills i mean they didn't get it they're not jewish <laughs> they they already they, they knew once they got money they cared about their kids they didn't want them going to public school or anything like that they sent them to the jewish community center owens mills black ravens but Baltimore ravens would send their kids and to, probably to this day I, I i guess they do um so yeah teachers are going through the motions at these public schools they just want well they, they want their pension They're not, they they want their 30 years or 20 years, whatever it is, they're going through the motions. They don't care anymore. Everyone has become numb. Uh, If a a teacher abuses a kid and that's happening more and more, um, the union sticks up for the teacher. It's not about the kids anymore. These are dangerous places. I would say they are literally dangerous. I compare them to jails, compare them to jails, the public school system. So no, I I would not say. And then some again, some people are going to say, "Well, this jurisdiction is better than another jurisdiction." I have friends that work at at, at schools, and they say their schools are. I'm sure there are there there are times they are good, that they can be okay, and that a kid will be safe. It'll be, but to me, it's 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 definitely not worth the risk. Definitely not worth. You're gambling. You don't know. It, 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 it maybe the school, maybe that uh, school in the suburbs of Philadelphia is good. You, you, I mean, how do you you just because you're paying a lot of taxes doesn't mean your kid isn't going to get into a big fight, especially your boy. And then when, when and when there is a problem boy in these public schools, what they do is they kick all the other kids out of the class. They won't even they, they're too scared to punish the kid. They can't punish you so he he keeps on acting out over and over and over. I mean, it is like it's Orwellian. These schools are freaking Orwellian. The store, the schools that the stories that I hear, but yet there's still parents are like, oh, maybe it'll be okay, maybe it'll be okay. I, so this is the thing: think before you have kids, people. Think before you have kids is very costly. These private schools, forty thousand dollars a year. This is ser- this is real stuff. But there, you will if you care about your kids. And the public school isn't going too well. You will put them in the private school. You will do it. And you will find a way to get that $40,000 and support the welfare dollar. And, and you didn't have it budgeted in. You'll go in the debt. All sorts of things will happen. Uh, so th- th- that's an unfortunate way that the, the welfare dollar is boosted up. But sometimes people do become de- suddenly realize they, they didn't realize beforehand how bad public schools are. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're bad. They're bad. And thank God Almighty, I went to p- private school my entire life. It's been a great life. I thank my father and my mother uh for, for doing that. Uh for for you know saving up and and you know that we never had cable TV. They never had a lot of stuff that a lot of other people had, that had I guess that were in public school. And a lot of those kids are on drugs now. <laughs> and I don't know what they do. I, I mean, but, but their parents got to watch cable TV and now other kids are, you know, on fentanyl or whatever and can blame the Chinese instead of blaming themselves. All right, that's fine. So I uh us uh, like Scott Adams, blame the Chinese. So anyway 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 uh it's it's something to think of before you have kids it, private school is is not cheap it is it is it is not cheap and you're already paying the taxes for the public school which i mean and, oh another thing scott adams said he he was said uh that there was one guy in the trump administration that was in trouble for tax evasion and and he said now trump shouldn't pardon him because that guy stole from me because he didn't pay his taxes whoa dude he didn't steal from you the government was trying to steal from him his so when the government steals from him that's your money now no no no, no that's, that's not how it works the government steals from everyone and then they spend it whatever way they want to and then fools like scott and he's not a fool people like scott adams think it's it's our money it's not our it's the it's this entity called the government's money that stole from everyone so it, it of all people part Trump should pardon. the one who was supposedly accused of tax evasion. And guess what? I don't know any of these people's darn names either. So I'm so happy about that. Right? I have not wasted the time. Scott Adams knows all their names. I don't know the difference between one of Trump's associates and the other one. I don't give a darn about them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that government stuff's ridiculous. So yeah. So I, I'm screaming about government stuff being ridiculous. It's government schools. It's just as ridiculous, just as ridiculous. And uh what what I would say, and in homeschooling, I know that's a lot to ask. That that would that would probably be the best thing to homeschool your kids or send them to a religious school. But I mean, to, to have total to, to, to that's a very close bond with your children if you homeschool. But I mean that that takes a lot. That 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 really takes a lot there, doesn't it? But I would suggest kids out there, there are so because the public school curriculum is so boring and dry and politically correct, and who knows and wrong, they're telling you they're 80 genders by now. Who knows what they're telling? But uh, and then when you and then when you say they're 80 genders and then some kids says, well, maybe I'm one of those new genders. And then he gets beaten the heck out of it in the uh, hall afterwards. <laughs> so. Uh, and no one does anything about it, but so school schools should let kids watch some of these inspirational YouTube videos out there. I, I got to tell you, that's what school should be. You make up your own school for your kid. You let them watch like Fraser Kane, who does Universe Today uh, outside the box thinking about space exploration, that can trigger a young person's mind. I can only imagine if that that kind of thing was around when I was a little kid. I mean, I already came up with creative ideas as a little kid, looking at books and stuff. But if like what we have now on YouTube, again, there's a lot of trash on YouTube, a lot of it. But some of the stuff out there, it can just spark a person's mind, a young person's mind. That's what school should be now. Uh, Just get them to sit down to watch these creative thought-provoking videos that involve education. I mean, you you could create such outside-the-box curriculums now. Private schools. And it it doesn't have to be that much money. I'm I'm making up ideas right now. You should start your own school that's based on YouTube videos. And, again, I know there's the Khan Academy that's college-level stuff. But, you know, mix and match some stuff together and say, hey, this is my school. I'm giving myself accreditation under the Adam Meister rule. (laughs) send your kids here and we can watch youtube videos all day and they can go their own direction i'll teach them the basics who knows that's a i don't think it would cost forty thousand dollars a year uh, per kid to set up something like that that would that would be for someone who really is a education rebel who really loves education it takes a certain person it takes a certain person to to be a teacher and a lot of them get just they get piled down into nothing Uh, and this becomes shells of who they were and are just like, yeah, whatever the union says, man, government schools, government schools is the, is the perfect name for uh, public schools now. Uh, All right. So there, that's my opinion. I, I, I think you should get your kids in the situations where they are inspired to aim high and you, you can help them by introducing some of these awesome YouTube channels too. So yeah, religious schools, private schools, homeschooling. Avoid the avoid the public schools if you can, my lord. Uh, all right. Pro, oh yeah, so before the impeachment, the mainstream media was like, look at the pro-impeachment rallies across the country. And of course they were pro-impeachment rallies in major cities. These major cities have a bunch of these uh, liberal people who don't know who the vice president of the United States is who like to who think the government's going to solve all their problems? The major media entities are located in these cities, so they just go across the street. They can film it. Uh, there's there's a silent there's definitely a silent majority out there. I I, I got to say, uh, I mean, it, if you're in a if you're in a three thousand person town, is there going to be a five thousand person uh, pro impeachment or anti impeachment rally? No, there's not enough people. They don't care enough either. All right. So that that was a little illusion that's created. I think the mainstream media, do they do it on purpose? Yeah, some of them have uh, ulterior motives, definitely. But it's done out of convenience, too. They're lazy bums. I'll oh, just take a camera across the street. That looks like it's news. There's 5,000 people screaming in Times Square. Of course. Of course it's going to happen in, in a liberal city. And so then you broadcast it across the whole country. It, it gives this impression. Oh, rallies, huge rallies in major cities. There's a few rallies. There's going to be rallies. There might be riots one day. If something else, if he gets reelected, uh, there might be so a riot. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a riot in a city, in one city one day. But still, most people, well, they get, it's not the biggest thing in the world. That The whole impeachment thing now has been, it doesn't mean what it used to mean in the times of Nixon. I mean, Clinton helped change that. Now, it, it's just a political maneuver. All it is is a political maneuver. And you shouldn't put your wealth in politics. You shouldn't worry about it too much. We're going to have more impeachments in the future. Get used to it. Whatever. So it's just so, sometimes the Congress and Senate, they get emotional and they don't like the president anymore. So they, they do what they do. They make a big story out of it and they think it's going to help them politically. Let's see who this helps politically. Not that it matters. You got to help yourself. All right, we got some uh, questions over there. Having show says when Norway need to buy you a beer and talk. Norway was done uh, all in t- 2018 in June of uh, May and June of 2018. Check out the archives. I did a show outside when it's ten o'clock and bright. <laughs> that could drive you crazy when it turns three a.m. and the sun's coming up. I will tell you that. Uh, but no, no plans to go back to Norway anytime soon. I'll probably go to Finland before I go there because I've been to Norway before. I've been to Sweden. I've been to Denmark. I gotta, I gotta do them all. But I mean, if you got some uh, deal for me, you tell me. Uh, what's this? Uh, Vention said forty k. I think I'll just stay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Stay, stay. Men going their own way can save 40K a year by not having kids. And, and some guys have, that's why they don't have kids. They don't want to, uh, they don't want to pay for kids. It's very, it's very expensive. It's very, and that, that's not why I don't have kids. That's, I would like to have a son. I would like to have a son. I would, I can't afford it. I can't afford to have a son. It's just the, there's other issues. <laughs> no. And again, this is when the naive people say, Oh, you just got to find a woman that you, you want, Adam. No, I've had many women that I wanted, <laughs> had them in many different ways. And what I can't stand now, I I, I don't want a woman around me. They're annoying. They're completely annoying. Many, many are annoying. And in order for me to have a kid, the mother must be Jewish. So I'd be willing to pay a Jewish woman to have my child and then – for me to have the child, but I don't know if anyone's going to be down with that. That's, uh, but that's something to work on later. I'll be able to produce sperm for many, many, many more years and I'm only getting wealthier. So whatever it takes, I think probably one day I will be able to pay some woman, a Jewish woman, a million dollars, $2 million and have complete control over the kid or something like that. So I'm, not, I'm in no rush. But um, yes, for, for many men out there who don't get into Bitcoin and who you know value their wealth in women all the time and then realize, oh my God, I have no money. I spent it all on women and booze. How can I afford to have a kid when, when I get married? But the woman makes them have a kid anyway, and they go broke. So it's, it's it's interesting. It's interesting what's going on today. But there are people. There are channels out there to say, "Oh, most men they they woken up. They know that marriage isn't worth it." Nope, not at all. Most men don't know that at all. Most men still traditional completely. The people on the internet are living in a bubble where you know you actually hear guys talking like me, saying, "Well, you know, maybe it's not it's not worth it." And you know, women can be annoying. And again, they're great women out there too and stuff. And uh, but no, m- most guys are on that track to get. They worship women. It's at, it's probably worse than it ever was before. Uh, the worshiping of women. So all the guys that are out there, are like yeah, all these guys are independent now. Look at us all uh, pat each other on the back on the internet. First of all, half the guys saying that they're independent men right now are sp- are, are sending Bitcoin to Bitcoin to women online just to like see like a picture a, a little bit of their chest or something like that. I mean that's how pathetic some of these guys are. They 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 talk a real big game. Oh, the whole world is going M G T O W. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's it's no, you, you gotta be honest with yourself here. Most men work or put the women on the pedestal and they let them do that. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. It's a new counterculture. Um, you but but I mean I I I think the worst is the guys that like say, No, I'm not in the women at all. And then they're like spending all their money online on women that they will never meet. And uh, who think who think they're dirt the women actually think these guys are complete dirt morons and they are complete dirt morons If they're just throwing uh, if they want if they, they think they're getting company by sending a woman a hundred dollars and she'll say hi to them or You know show them the top of her uh, thing This is pathetic. All right Uh, how's the self-respect dudes? Now, okay, we talked about pro-impeachment I I and I will, I'm not going to talk about the mega hat thing. So it, I, I, at the beginning of the year, thanks to Carl Denerger, Carl Denerger at the market ticker was talking about how um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg would not make it through the year because she has a serious, uh, was well, she had pancreatic cancer, I think? And she's still alive. And I thought she would not make it to the 2020s. And she's going to make it, it looks like. Um, I, I don't think she'll make it until November. But here's the thing. Whatever she's doing, Whatever, she's got the best treatment in the world. Um, obviously, a lot of people want to keep her alive. And to tell you the truth, it would be nice once she, she leaves this world, if they could share what they did, if the, if the regular people could like figure out, say, you know, this was the regimen that we gave Ruth Bader Ginsburg to keep her alive, a really a much longer than most people survive her age, uh, that, that type of disease. It, it would be really helpful for the world to know what they did who whoever did what she did what's her regimen what's your regimen ruth what's keeping you alive here was most people said you would be deceased by this time um it, it would be great and uh you know i don't agree with the woman on politics but there's no doubt in my mind she is alive and uh she has uh definitely shocked many people including myself so i would love to know what she's doing if it's uh completely medicine or she's doing some natural things it would really it would would help it would be great to know and i think if she said this while she's alive maybe it would bring some people over to her side of the aisle who knows but i doubt that's going to happen uh but there can be little doubt that she's getting the best treatment in the world and getting cutting-edge technology cutting-edge knowledge and it would be great if that knowledge could be be shared Uh, I'll leave it at that. So last week, uh, why were we talking about, oh, Vention was saying how tall he was and how much he weighed. And I said, how how tall I was, how much I weigh. And I said, you know, I'm 5'10 on a good day. I actually want to correct that. I am 5'10 definitely with my hair. (laughs) There's no doubt about that with the hair. I am 5'10. So that's, that's a benefit of not shaving your head uh, of having this tall, spiky hair you do appear i mean i'm probably 5'11 with, with the hair um and there we were just talking about women before some of them can be really superficial about height i'm sure in my day the, the spiky hair besides you know it calling attention to me or whatever it may have done um there probably were women that were like oh he, he's tall look at him look at him he's tall but, but, but i'm really not that i mean i'm just regular 5'10 is quite regular but it, 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 it's the hair there so uh i wanted i wanted to point that out uh, but hey people can be superficial there are plenty of women that like bald guys too by the way and uh there are women that like uh, short stocky guys too apparently now I, I, again there's there's all these things that are like oh a woman some with some of these women out there apparently on tinder by the way i never i never since i don't have a cell phone uh, i never got to experience that tinder stuff uh had it come You know, had I had a smartphone and it happened when I was younger, I probably would have tried. But I tried. I remember I tried to get on Tinder through the laptop and I couldn't do it. I was like, this is it. it. But some guys told me some good things. They were like, yeah, I got this. (laughs) Whatever they told me. This was like eight years ago or something like that. And You know, I was still valuing my wealth in women. Then I was like, "Oh, let me try. But it didn't work at all. Um, but yes, yeah, some of the some apparently now I've heard from different videos that some women say only six two and above. I mean, which is absolutely ridiculous. They don't even know what six two is. They probably see a, a guy with tall hair or whatever like me, and they think, well, maybe he's six two. They don't know. They don't really even know. It's just a it's a fake. it's something they just put in there. Half of them, because you know, half of them don't know who the vice president is. So I seriously n- doubt they could tell you what six two really is. Six two is tall. It, it's tall. I mean, any guy can point to a guy and say, well, know that guy's I mean, six two. It's easy. But I don't think most women really could. So yeah, (laughs) if you want, if you want an extra inch, or or, (laughs) spike it, dude. Uh, So yes, I really am. uh, Definitely five ten all the time. With as long as uh, I, well, when I lose my hair, I won't be. (laughs) But you lose a by the time you know as you get older, you shrink anyway. So, and also I talked about turmeric last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, Turmeric, which is I still have it here. The the thing I forgot to mention about this, it's really important. It is healthy. Now, when you're cooking with it, it gets yellow everywhere on your hands. If you touch stuff and it stains, you be careful. Be careful. It's like really yellow on everything immediately. This I mean you touch a little bit of it. It's just I mean, it might even stain your freaking countertop. <laughs> you gotta you gotta like work hard to get the yellow out of that. It is, it's Maybe maybe that means it's doing something good in your body. I have no idea, but it, it does stain yellow really easily. Carl Deninger, something I've been meaning to bring up for a while, uh, that Russia is like, the, it's like the most overrated country out there. Uh, he talks about they have one aircraft carrier that caught on fire the other day. <laughs> and this is what everyone's like saying we should be scared of these people. The United States should worry about Russia. Again, the one thing they have is, is nuclear weapons. Okay, Otherwise, the, it's cold. The people want to get out of there the people are drinking heavily uh things are not maintained very well including those nuclear weapons there's some people say that they couldn't even shoot off most of the nuclear weapons because the stuff isn't maintained anymore um it, it's not a major league it's not a major league uh country it really and it, it's just it's it's a darn shame that there are all these people that are that they they know some people are still stuck in this cold war mentality uh, i guess the people of a certain age that grew up you know you're supposed to be scared of the ussr that's so over, dude, and it's like way over okay i mean all these asian countries that they wanted to they they could be so much more scarier than, than russia okay but they're good countries japan is a good country uh K- korea is a good country people work hard people people want to stay in these countries um they're productive they're not in- incredibly incredibly corrupt uh, R- russia is is, is is corrupt and cold and Drinking issues and it's falling apart, and, and, and it's nothing to worry about at all. But we, uh, we, these people in our government, blow it out of proportion. It's hilarious. Let them hack our. What are they going to do? Hack our election? Who cares? A bunch of uh, some kids in Russia who've got some computer skills played around with Facebook. Okay, good, good. They're, they should get out of Russia and go to a country where they can get a good job. Um, I mean, exactly. Pretend to be Jewish and go to Israel, like a lot of Russians did. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I've mentioned this a few times. My great-great-grandfather was a Jew, <laughs> and they, they hate Jews, but still, they go to Israel because they hate—they—they they just don't like living in Russia. That much, they want to live in a real country. Um, all, all right, so enough, enough of Russia. And again, Russian people are great people. Some of them are great people. Uh, I'm sure I have no desire to visit there at all. <laughs> and they don't make it easy. I think you need a visa to get in there. They're real smart. Making it Americans need a visa to get into their broke country. That, that makes sense. It's just like Brazil. <laughs> I, I think Brazil has made it easier now, maybe. I mean, you, you want Americans to visit your country to spend like madmen, to contribute to your country, okay? To bring wealth into your country. Because Americans spend like drunken sailors wherever they go. That, that's just the way of Americans. So you should make it easy for Americans. But no, but they, they have this – it's all political. They, they want to think that they're stronger than America, so we will make it hard for Americans to visit. Yeah, great. Great. You do that. You won't get American money. You're foolish. All right. So, yeah, enough Russia talk. Pound that like Um, So when I was uh, – oh, wait, man, when Vention also said, the marriage rate is falling nicely. It is falling. I'm not doubting that. Many underestimate MGTOW. I think that we having an impact, though that's beyond – no, you're not not having an impact. <laughs> The marriage rate is falling because dudes are broke <laughs> and they can't afford it. It's just a natural thing. It's, a, it's not because they're thinking. They just can't even do it anymore. <laughs> I'm about to talk about cars. Dudes are getting in debt into cars. They thought they needed a Mustang when they were 19. Now they can't afford No woman's going to marry them. A lot of women don't think they need men anymore. They have good jobs. Why do they need a man? they can get pleasure from a woman they can adopt a kid in africa so i don't know that women are putting off marriage so much longer it's it, it, and that and they end up with uh, some other guy that was already married before so who knows what they end up? It, the, the, the guy pool is is growing and growing because of fewer women want to get married and fewer guys can afford to get married it's not like they're they went to youtube and found out about you vention i wish they did i wish people could think it all out naturally but but it's just it's just what's coming natural. Dudes are broke. Dudes are broke. Women have got money. They they have government jobs. Some of them have useless jobs. They're being promoted uh, through affirmative action and they're making a lot of money. They don't need a man anymore. So and then a lot, and then the other thing is there's plenty of women, plenty of women out there. They get prego. They got their kid already. Why get married? The government is paying for everything. So there's a there's much more unproductive women out there. There's there's plenty of women that are earning their jobs, I'm sure, and then they don't want to get married, but then there's plenty, plenty of women who aren't earning anything are just living off the big government. They already have their kids. Why get married? So yeah, the, the, the marriage rate is of course falling. And then some guys just, they go from one woman to another woman to another woman. And they're living off of welfare themselves. Why get married? Why? Get, so yeah, the marriage rate is falling. Yeah, they, they don't know about MGTOW. They know about the government. They know about Sheila Dixon in Baltimore is going to pay for their kid. <laughs> That's what they know. They don't know about, they don't know about us. They don't know about Adam Meister talking about you know why get married why put it off this What are they watching on you? They're watching the Ravens on YouTube. They're not watching us. Are <laughs> they watching a, a rap video or something like that? They're not watching you. They're not watching this. Uh, so men, so men refusing to marry are not impacting the marriage rate. Okay, Adam, I have to do. There's a few guys that have refused to get married. It's not that many. They're not. They're not the main reason behind it. Guys, MGTOW, guys that have gone their own way, who have thought it out, they're a small little sliver, and they're not in, they're not influencing everybody. Most of the people, the marriage rate is dropping because of the the main reason is because people are broke, because the government takes care of everybody. There's no social reason to get married anymore. It's it's not people aren't thinking. They're not doing a cost benefit analysis. People are not doing a cost-benefit analysis. They all want to get married. They wish they could get – they wish they could have a woman under their roof. They wish they could – there's a bunch of guys that wish they could do that. The mentality hasn't changed at all. It's just some financial stuff has changed. They are forced into this. They don't know. They don't have the knowledge, the red pill knowledge, the red pill. Most guys are completely blue pill, completely worship. Women worship, 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 worship. And I know it's sad. It's sad to think that, you know, we're talking about how you don't have to worship women and no one's listening to us. That's just life. Who cares? That's like, they're suckers. They're suckers. They can, they can live off the government too. Whatever. That's why personal responsibility is a new counterculture. They're taking no personal responsibility. They're not doing the research. It's, there's plenty of resources out there for people to do a cost benefit analysis of, of, of a, retaining a woman, having a kid, um, the divorce rates and everything. They're, they're, most guys aren't scared of divorce at all. Most guys are not scared of divorce at all. So if you think MGTOW is educating guys on divorce, a few, but still most go gung-ho to the wall into marriage. They don't think it's going to happen to them. And then when they get divorced, they want to get married again. There's plenty of uh, two-timer guys out there that are young. Whatever. I mean, keep on trying to spread the word. There's no there's no problem for spreading the word. Um, and then, and the same thing, with all these people that think that Bitcoin's going to take over the world, most people are comfortable with fiat currency. Most people don't want to learn, but you can still have your group of people that are happy with with Bitcoin, and you can still have your group of red pill dudes that are happy with MGTOW. It's just not spreading to the mainstream. It's just not. Most most people are getting or relying more and more on the government and not on themselves, not learning. So, I mean, again, it's good that a few guys find out about it. Is it making a tremendous difference? No, not at all. It's making a tremendous difference in individuals' lives, but uh, as, as a big movement, nah, and it'll never be a big movement. Don't think it'll be a big movement. ever. All right. But it's good to know how, how the world works. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not. So when I was running on Speedway, which is a big street here In Tucson, I am running. It just hit me when I'm running by all these car dealerships, how expensive cars are today. Now, some of the cars look pretty good to me, even like the Dodge Charger thingamajig. And there's there's a there's a Chevy that looks like that. I don't know what that is. They look pretty cool. And then I see these young people driving them up and down Speedway, too. But man, these things are expensive. Cars are new cars are really expensive. And some of these youth in order to fit in and people in their 20s, they go into major debt. I mean, this is such a huge source of keeping the welfare dollar alive. Everybody needs. So many people think they need a car. And again, I can scream to the, I can scream until the cows come home about how silly it is to go into debt to get one of these sports cars that goes down in value right away, and you're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to get into more data. You're just going to get into a very scary situation eventually, just completely dependent on the government. It is the second biggest purchase, uh, uh, you know, right below a house, but at least a house is an asset. A car loses value immediately. So, it, and it's not going away. The world isn't changing. The world, it, people are going to keep on buying. Cars. Now, driverless cars, I'm really looking forward to that. But still, some people will probably buy their own driverless car. Um, in the future, you know, in the, in the 2030s, I assume I'll just, uh, you know, I'll fetch a driverless car whenever it'll come to me. I'll have some agreement, some shared agreement with a bunch of people in a driverless car. Whenever I need a car, I I fetch it. It comes and gets me. It drives me wherever I want to go. And that's it. But I hate cars. I hate driving cars. If I don't have to, I haven't driven a car since I was in Baltimore. I won't drive a car again until I am in Baltimore. I don't like being in cars. Uh, But that's an extreme view I'm talking there. But young people and middle-aged people, whatever, they they put so much value, so much into these cars. And it costs so darn much. And it's an easy thing to avoid. You don't need a new Dodge charger. You don't need one. But they people eat up the marketing. So they blindly eat up the marketing. Like, and you don't have just because something's flashing on TV doesn't mean you have to believe it. But a lot of people just eat it up. And then there's some people that are like, oh, the marketers are so evil. It's all their fault. You know, they scape. It's the marketer's fault. It's the mark. No, it's the individual's fault for falling for non for flashy, flashy things on TV. You don't have to fall for it. And then, of course, they blame the marketers. And then all oh, the marketers are named Greenstein or Meister or whatever. Oh, then you blame the Jews. But so <laughs> pound that like button. But, but you, you should be blaming yourself. But what I'm trying to say is that no time, things aren't changing. More and more people want cars. More and more people see it. More and more people want it. It's going to keep on funding that welfare dollar. They're going to keep on printing that dollar. Cars are going to keep on going up. You know, Cars are going to be six eighty thousand dollars a year soon. Mo- most cars maybe in a few years. And that's the inflation of the dollar that everyone says that no one will be able to take. No one will be able to take. They're playing right into the... No, they love it. They'll, they will find a way to pay $80,000 U.S dollars inflated dollars for it so that's why you don't want to play that game you don't want to be in that world where uh you have to get that car when you when you remove yourself from that you're saving a lot you're saving a lot right there You're way you're you're, you're beating the competition big time there so instead you, you put in the bitcoin damn all right so th- this reminds me of of a article i was sent uh and i i posted this before i i'll just you can read it again i love the the premise behind it middle class batteries it's called uh power fueling important yeah, the that the the middle class is the battery that fuels uh society it's true the middle class is just being used as as a battery but they let themselves be used as a battery to i mean they, they they're given it all to fuel this system but the system isn't stopping because people want their eighty thousand dollar car or their future right right now what's it cost? forty thousand dollars for a car i don't even know uh, that's that's why i was shocked when i'm running on speedway And I see these cars and again, they look nice. They appeal to the inner 16 year old in me. Okay. But do you have control over yourself where you can, you're not 16 anymore. You, where you can like say, oh yeah, I remember when I was 16, I wanted a Wrangler and my dad said, no, you can't have a Wrangler (laughs) and I can look back and I can smile or you could be like, ah, yes. Now I can finally do what my dad didn't let me do and I can get a 40,000 Jeep Wrangler for, even though I'm 30 years old and I don't need one. <laughs> All right. So most people can't, I mean, it's, it's self-control. It's a deferral of gratification. Uh, when I was 16, I, I don't really wanted that thing. I remember, I thought it was so cool. But now it's just, I can, I can get that inner Adam and see how that sports car would appeal to me, but there's no need for it. There's no why, why. There's nothing. All right. But most people can't. They're like, got to have it. My dream. My dream was to have that car. And now I can't afford it, but I'm going to live that dream because I'm 26. And just because I'm 26, I'm entitled to spend $80,000 on a car and go into debt and help fuel the, the dollar that every that all the people on YouTube, they say it's going to go away and going to get inflated away. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, all these doom scenarios, they're just not happening. The 80 percenters, the middle class battery keeps on fueling it and fueling it. We live in this little bubble here where we think everything out and we can see how things don't make sense, but they just are because most people don't make sense. And most people aren't going to do what's best economically for them. Most people aren't going to do what's best for their health. They're going to do what it takes to fit in, whatever it takes to fit in. That's about being an 80 percenter. And remember that number, 80 percent. It's always going to be the majority. So sure, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. Everything should go to doom. (laughs) But it won't. But it won't. Because they are the battery. They will keep on playing into it. You don't have to play into it. So don't worry about the other people. Don't worry about them doing the wrong thing. You do the right thing. Now, there are a bunch of people. They worry about everyone else doing the wrong thing. And then they don't do the right thing. So they are the worst of the worst, Because they know they should be doing something better with their lives, but they just complain and blame it on the people. that are doing the wrong things with their lives. That's you you gotta be in motion. you got to change yourself. It's it's one, one step to realize that most people are doing things the wrong way. It's another important step to actually do things the right way. Instead of just complaining about things, people doing things the wrong way. Now, Frank Luntz who's not that a healthy of a dude he admitted that on ben shapiro's show um he he is a pollster okay and he and you a lot of people aren't going to agree with some of his political leaning and some of the things that he said about trump whatever deal with it the guy has got some basic understanding of numbers and how this whole political game works and this dude knows that it is a total game and that there is going to be an incredible amount of money spent on like in nine states, in the United States of America. And in those nine states, it's only a few people that have not made up their mind. And that's what it boils down to. And he talks about how the scenarios of how Bloomberg could be. And, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised surprised if there was a divided. Uh, what do they call that? A brokered convention. I think I think a lot of these candidates are sticking around, but they know what they think. Well, I can stick around. I'm not going to get a majority, but no one's going to get enough to clinch it. So maybe they'll go to the convention and I'll be able to get it or I'll be able to get a vice presidential nominee. It should be if you're into wasting your time on that stuff. It, there'll be a lot of soap operas coming up with that. But he does break it down. Um, what it all down to? nine states and uh, convince and buying the votes of a few people? in those in those nine states that's politics for you dudes um uh, something you shouldn't really worry about something um it's good to analyze how it works because you can learn about marketing and persuasion a lot from you know listening to a guy like luntz here and apply it to other aspects of your life i think he's an interesting fellow to, to say the least and you're not going to agree with everything that he says um, but he and he reveals how just not thinking non thinking the, uh, the 80% voter class is it's interesting. So check it out. He was on Ben Shapiro's show last week, uh, last Sunday. And I linked to that below. All right, let's get it. Let's get a, uh, a good saying from James clear here. Your success depends on the risk you take. Your survival depends on the risk you avoid. So don't avoid risks. Avoid ruin. So you got to be, you got to be able to judge. You got to have some wisdom here, people. You got to take some time because everything is a risk on a certain level, but some risk. I mean, even Bitcoin was a risk, wasn't it? Was it, was it a risk for me to buy a lot of Bitcoin when it was 400, when it was 500, when it was $600? I mean, I was risking tens of thousands of dollars, wasn't I? That was a risk. That was a risk. I wouldn't have to, but I wait, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to lose tens of thousands of dollars. I, I know personally, I'll be able to get through that. I won't be ruined if that happens. I, I'll still have some money. <laughs> I'll still have credit cards. <laughs> I'll, I still have the talent, the knowledge in my brain. I still, you know, I still have a low cost of living lifestyle. So your success depends on risk you take. Your survival depends on the risk you avoid. So yeah, there's certain things you've got to avoid. There's certain risks, totally, you know, if if you're going around and you're sleeping with every uh, lady out there and you're not using protection, uh, that's a risk you want to avoid because you can get an STD and it, you will be ruined. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Think about that. Don't avoid risk, avoid ruin. Now let's talk about some channels that I find interesting here. First of all, Vention said, do you have a voice over IP program on your laptop? uh i i don't well i'm not going to reveal too much about that there is something um yeah i i there link to below (laughs) link link to below i have a a, an affiliate actually of somebody who does that so if anybody's interested in that kind of thing i'll leave it at that uh yeah all right so what else do we have all right new video okay so here's some channels here that I've, I've known about these channels for a, a little while, some of them, and I just want to recommend them. Some of them are kind of deep. This first one is really deep. It's called closer to the truth. I don't know the name of the guy who's in charge there. He's a, he's a smart dude. He's got these philosophers and scientists on in 10 very like Sometimes the shows are like five minutes. Sometimes they're 12 minutes. They're pretty short. You can play them at two X. Although sometimes the people have foreign accents. So it's a little hard to understand, but really smart philosophers and scientists that go beyond science sometimes, and they go into deep philosophical talks, um, existential type of stuff. Um, some of it is uh, even beyond my pay grade. Okay, I mean they uh, maybe because I'm playing it at two X that I'm not comprehending some of the stuff. This is some deep stuff. It might inspire you, and if it's too deep for you, they just you know turn it off. You, you, don't worry. <laughs> if it's too deep, it's a waste of your time. It, you don't. You, but some of it, I think, I, I think there's people in there that everyone, everyone out there can, can uh, take something from. So it's called Closer to the Truth, and it is linked to below. Another interesting interview series is the Hoover Institute, Uncommon Knowledge. That's uh, uh, a little bit more political type of stuff, uh, financial, economic. Uh, stuff, uh, more stuff that you're used to, not, you know, what is the meaning of life type of stuff. Uh, Let's try to prove the existence of God type of stuff that that's all for closer to the truth. This isn't that deep. Uh, I forgot. I think even interviewed Scott Adams on this. So it's it's a popular culture uh, mixed with knowledge. I I find it interesting. Uh, Hoover Institute. So uh, what's called uh, Hoover Institute Uncommon Knowledge Series. So it's a playlist and it's linked to below. All right, dudes, that is it. That is the end of the show for today. <laughs> Taval Docris is in the house. How you doing? Okay, dudes, um, what else did I say? All right, that's it. Pound that like button, people. I know it's the holidays, so there are not that many people out there. YouTube traffic is going down considerably. But guess what, dudes? There will be a new show every day, including the fourth night of Hanukkah, which is Wednesday. I know a lot of people take off of work on the fourth night of Hanukkah, which is Wednesday. I didn't even realize what Wednesday was <laughs> until uh, I started thinking about it. Uh, the 25th is the is the fourth night of Hanukkah. So there'll be a new show every day. They will be live. So spread the word. Pound that like button. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I know most of you are taking off of work this week or whatever. So, yeah, more time to watch the archives Disruptmeister.com. This is the Beyond Bitcoin show. We go beyond it. Oh yeah. I, I will have to uh right on the on the fourth night. I'll get this, i get this baby out on the fourth night, maybe. Well, like i have to do this one night to light like this. I did it last year. I lit it. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Share the video. Check out the links below. I will say hi to you guys in the chat. See ya. Bye. This is Trace Mayer, and you're listening to Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Anyways, this is a public service announcement about the annual celebration of Proof of Keys. That's where the entire community withdraws all their Bitcoins to addresses where they hold the private keys and run a full node. So visit ProofofKeys.com to learn more about why and how you should participate. And please make a small change to your Twitter handle to show your support. Thanks.